There is no other king like our king. Isn't that so true? Happy Easter to you and your family from all of us here at Coastline Baptist Church and from me, Pastor Donald Savini, and my family. Thank you so much for choosing to worship with us today on Easter Sunday. I don't know about you, but this is, this is the first Sunday, the first Easter Sunday in my entire life that I can remember not being in a church building. You know, I've grown up my whole life in church, and even as a baby, I know. And I bet you feel the same way. Like, when's the last time? Even people that don't go to church normally go to church on Easter. And this is the first time I can ever remember not being in a church building. But here's what's awesome, even in the midst of all this. Here's what's awesome. Even though I'm, I'm not in a church building, and even though you're not in a church building, it doesn't change the fact that Jesus is risen. Listen, I would love to be in church today with, with our other believers and with our church. I would love to be in church. But even though I'm not with other believers today, uh, singing together and preaching to a crowd, even though I'm standing in my house looking at a camera, even though we can't gather together for church, it doesn't change the fact that Jesus is alive. Hallelujah for that. We just sang about it. I have resurrection power living on the inside. Jesus, you have given us freedom. Amen for that. Oh, I'm telling you, Jesus, Jesus died for us to give us life. He died for us to give us life. And to give us hope, He rose. And to give us hope, He rose. And that, my friend, is what Easter is all about. Easter is about hope. It's about hope. We're celebrating hope today. At the cross, when Jesus said, when Jesus cried, it is finished. When he cried that and he gave his spirit over and, and willingly gave his life and, and said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit, commit my spirit. When he said it is finished, when he died, his mockers laughed can you imagine that, laughing at the death of someone else? They laughed and walked away confidently, smugly, with a little bit of a swagger. Hey, we took care of that guy. His mother fell to the ground and wept. Maybe she even uh, crawled her way over to the foot of the cross and, 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 and wrapped her arms around that timber. His followers, his disciples, his friends, frozen staring at the cross, at the lifeless body of their master, turned and started their descent down Golgotha's hill, wondering, what, what went wrong? Was there something else we could have done? They had lost hope. And, and, and can you blame them? They'd lost hope. Listen, they had literally, literally watched him die. And, and beyond that, they watched him suffer. Suffering in death. Their Messiah, their master, their king, their, their fearless leader, now hanging on a cross. Humiliated, tortured, mocked, ridiculed. And no doubt, they started to ask themselves, is this the end? 
What about all that he said? He, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. And now he's dead. And he was dead. He was dead. Laying lifeless in a borrowed tomb. Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea, two men that were very scared of the Jews and had really kind of had a hidden testimony uh, and a hidden following of the Lord Jesus Christ, but now uh, step out from the shadows at this time when he's, when he's there dead on the cross. And, and they took the very difficult, very challenging next steps of, of preparing the body for burial. And they, they actually, they go to Pilate, the man who had sent his, sentenced their master to death, asking for permission for the body. And they're given permission. And they take the body of Jesus down off that cross. And it says that Nicodemus brought the spices and the myrrhs and the aloes for the body. And it's, it's worth noting that he had uh, 75 pounds of burial ointments. That amount is typically only used for the death of a king. No doubt as they prepared the body for burial and they sponged his beard, sponged the blood from his beard, they listened for his breath and hoped maybe that he'd just wake up. As they wrapped the cloth around his hands, don't you know that they, they hoped for a pulse? They, 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 don't you know that they searched for life? But they didn't find it. Didn't find it. Guards were stationed at the tomb. Pilate had said, or the Pharisee had said, listen, uh, what if his disciples come in the night and steal his body and then say that he's risen? We need to, we need to take care of this. And Pilate said, okay, you can have your guards. And there's guards uh, guarding the entrance of that tomb. And a Roman seal, it says, over the entrance of the tomb. You think of a seal, a seal, uh, a seal you seal a letter to protect it. You seal, a, 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 when you're canning things, you seal a jar with a rubber, rubber lid there to keep it safe and to protect the contents. And archaeologists, you study this out, they envision two ribbons stretched in front of the entrance, glued together with, with a hardened wax, that bore the imprint of the Roman government, S-P-Q-R, which stands for Senatus Populus Romanus, as if to say, uh, stay away. The contents of this tomb belong to the Roman government. But we know that that seal proved pointless because Sunday was coming. Sunday was coming. Hope was on its way. The story was not over yet. In fact, the story had already been written and foretold. It is finished. It was not a cry of defeat. It was not a cry that said, I tried and I failed. I'm all done. No, it is finished was a cry of victory. The work that Jesus came to do had been done. And the wrath of God had been satisfied. The Gospel of Matthew says, it says, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door 
and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. Did you hear that? He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly. Look at this. From the sepulcher with fear and great joy. Two things that usually don't mix. With fear and great joy. And did run to bring his disciples word. He's alive. When the sun rose on that first Easter morning. The flowers anxiously waited to see what was going to happen. As the stars faded into the morning sky, no doubt they wished that they could stay a little longer in place to see what was coming. The trees bent their branches toward the light that began to shine from that tomb where death had ruled life was overcoming. Where darkness reigned, light was now shining because He is the light. And with the light came life. Came life in that tomb. Real life. Darkness was banished. Decay was reversed. Heaven blows and Jesus breathes. Just picture it. His chest expands. His lips begin to move. His his once cold, still dead fingers begin to lift. The heart he carried uh, begins to pump once again as as he sits upright in that tomb. And he swings his legs over the side of that stone bed. It's almost like he's getting out of bed to start a new day. Just like we do. And it was a new day. Grace had awoken. It was a new day. Jesus was alive, and Jesus is still alive. The moment he removed that stone from the door, he removed all reason for doubt. His death had satisfied the Father. His resurrection yet again proved uh, his power, and it proved that he was who he said he was, our Creator Savior. The resurrection of Jesus is a shining light to the world that it is safe to believe. It is safe to believe. He is worthy of our worship. He is worthy to be trusted. He is enough for you today. And the same power that raised Jesus to life is the same power that He offers to you and that He offers to me. Church, we can live in the power of Jesus Christ day by day because He proved that He is enough. He proved His power. The the resurrection still matters today for you and it still matters today for me and not just on Easter. The resurrection, listen, when you begin to lose faith, when you begin to lose faith, and that will happen, 
Maybe it's happening right now. Maybe today you are losing faith. When you begin to lose control, when you start to let shame rule you, when you fear the future, when you regret the past, when you don't know what to do, in those times, He wants you to remember every day that He came to this earth. God came to this earth in the form of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He faced every temptation. He faced every struggle that we would ever face. He conquered them, defeated sin, defeated fear, and defeated death on the cross and powerfully rose again so that you would know, so that I would know, that we can rest in Him. Easter reminds me that even on my worst days, He's enough. When I'm at my weakest, His strength empowers me. When I fear the darkness of life, He shines His light upon the cold, dark tomb in my heart. We can live in hope. We can live in hope because Jesus is alive.